Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Mike Lamade Show. This is episode 31, How a Drug Dealer Changed My Life and How to Become the Grand Strategist of Your Existence. Okay, just a quick disclaimer. Let's get this handled right out of the gate. I do not condone drug dealing. I don't promote a life of crime, the drug trade, organized crime, or brutal street violence. Cool? Cool. So no letters, please. In the winter of 2009, a strange set of coincidences led me to find an intense self-development concept that I found to be very effective. The odd thing about this concept was that it came from the Mr. American gangster himself, Frank Lucas. At the time I was introduced to backtracking, I was in a slow ascent from a dark place. Recovering from an intense and mutually destructive relationship, I had yet to find my bearings. The philosophy I'd been exposed to by my martial arts teacher helped a great deal in gaining a perspective on the situation, but somehow, the path to take me from where I stood eluded me. It was then, in the moment that I was most lost, that an answer came. Late one night, while watching the special feature section of my American Gangster DVD in my apartment, I heard Denzel Washington refer to Frank Lucas going on a backtracking trip where he would shut himself in a room with only a desk and a chair for weeks at a time. There, in silence, he would write down everything he could remember in his life, from the large events to the small. From that room, he was able to see long-term patterns and tendencies that had previously been hidden from him. It also allowed him to become a grand strategist for his life, planning movements and turns long before the opportunities would present themselves. It was an interesting idea, so I jotted it down, thinking I would explore it later. And then the very next day, while reading Robert Greene and 50 Cent's The 50th Law, I came across a chapter about Lucas and backtracking. Taking the clear hint, I tried to research it a bit more before realizing there's very little information about it out there. The lack of information is probably because taking life advice from a drug dealer is generally frowned upon, although I can't imagine why. And B, backtracking seems like a lot of work. Backtracking allows you to confront the unfolding story of your life head-on. You'll see behavioral patterns that might surprise you. You'll most likely be interested to learn about strengths and or weaknesses you didn't even know you had. But in the end, after having to face down the angels and demons of your past, you'll be left with something that you can work with to create the life you really want. It's a great way to face the monster of our past, whatever it may be, and conquer it. It's a bit of work, but it's worth the time you put into it. There is a method, however. Here is exactly the concept I used before changing my career and starting my company, IDEMA. You'll need a good amount of loose leaf paper, pens, and a notebook. Step one, clear your calendar. As you sit down at your desk to begin this project, you will inevitably have someone or something come in to disturb you and take your time. It's almost cosmic in its frequency. The only way around it is by totally and actively clearing the time that you are going to commit to getting this done. You will need at least three to four hours. Don't worry, there are bathroom breaks involved. Two, use a paper and a pen. Put away the computer, the phone, and the TV. I mean it, put them away. You'll be very tempted to just check something and end up losing your focus. Don't allow them to be an option for you until your four hours are up. The best way to stay on task is to use paper and a pen with no other reading material or distractions around. Why do you think Lucas had only two pieces of furniture in the room where he would backtrack? The answer is simple. He needed to focus. Step three, draw the curtains. Low light seems to work best for deep memory work. Candles and incense 
as long as they aren't too powerful, provide an environment conducive to the project at hand. They also have been shown to increase decision-making ability when combined with lower light in several tests. Step 4. Create a yearly timeline. Write each year from the year you were born to the current one. Make sure to leave a decent amount of room between each one so you can fill things in. Step 5. Fill in all the large events in your life by year, starting from beginning to present. Just a quick description will do. Don't get detailed yet. This will, unless you're Jason Bourne, be easier than you think. Skip the mid-size to small stuff for now. Step 6. Now that you have something to work with, look for the way your life flows. Look at the way things earlier on led from one major event to another. Are there patterns? Has a particular thing happened more than once? Write all of these observations down in your notebook. And step seven, go in closer and repeat. Now go back through the years and write down every mid-sized event and piece of information you can remember. Repeat the above steps, find patterns, and then go smaller until you can barely remember anything at all. Step eight. Find your vision. Vision is an overused word, but in this case, it means what do you want the various parts of your life to look like? Close your eyes and breathe deeply for a while. In your mind's eye, imagine life as you would truly love it. Notice the details. After a while, and when you feel comfortable doing so, come out of that and write down what you've seen and what you wish to create. This is what you're going to work on going forward. Step 9. Review your findings. Now that you've made a good amount of notes looking at the events of your life and the patterns that may have shown themselves, write them out simply. Put down the core essence of what it is. And step 10. Take responsibility. Negative patterns and events in your life might not be your fault, but blaming anyone or anything for what's happened in your life, while possibly justified, is adverse to getting use out of this sort of technique. At least for the moment, try to suspend any resentment and think of ways you have or can stop them from occurring in your life. How you respond is your responsibility. Step 11. Design your grand strategy. As you commit to a plan to achieve what you've decided to go after, make sure that you take into account the way you have naturally behaved up to this point. For instance, if you've never worked out a day in your life, then don't plan to hit the gym every day for four hours. Taking the time to slowly introduce habits really pays off. Besides, now that you can plan on a much larger scale than most do, you can add minor habits bit by bit until the entire lifestyle change happens without the usual dramatic and high failure rate mega change to your mindset. This technique, while almost obvious, is incredibly powerful. Most people can't remember what they had for lunch yesterday, and yet here you are, knowing the ebb and flow of your life. Not only that, but you have a plan to create the future that you wish to experience. This is in a very, very powerful and high leverage place. Now take all of this information and go make it happen. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope it gave you something to ponder and helped inspire some creativity as you go through your day. If you find yourself being creative with words, lyrics, poetry, short fiction, consider listening into my radio show at World Poetry Open Mic. We're broadcasting every Friday at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find us at worldpoetryopenmic.net. But until next time, which will be tomorrow, keep living authentically and keep living creatively.